This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. This is Esther Eckhart from EckhartYoga.com and you're listening to the Run, Eat, and Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast episode 129. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. We're glad you're here with us for this awesome episode. Because we here at the Running Drink Podcast know that you have options when it comes to what you listen to on your long run, your short run, your commute, or wherever you, you might like, be. You sound like a commercial. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like when we used to be able to fly. Oh, b- back in the before times? Back in the before times, and they used to come on with their safety thing before you take off. Delta had the best pre-flight safety video <laughs> back when they used to have a sense of humor, and they would like incorporate crazy stuff into the safety video, because and it would trick you into watching it so that you it was, actually... It was fun. Yeah, enjoyed it. It was fun, but then they got serious. But either way, they always had this kind of commercially oh thank you for flying with us whatever you wherever your final destination may take you (laughs) thank you for flying with us yes i think they all (laughs) they all kind of have something like that but yeah some of the the bigger more corporate airlines are really bad about that this is a really long way of telling you that that's what you reminded me of Uh, that's kind of what i was going for but really it's a heartfelt message because we're so happy that you all keep coming back week after week. We were so excited about last week's episode and I am even I am over the moon also about this week's episode, episode 129 because we have a very special interview that's near and dear to my heart in the running segment of our show. Mhm. With the one, the only Esther Eckhart from EckhartYoga.com. Yeah, now this is a person with whom Amy is incredibly familiar. Oh, and yeah. And I'm only tangentially familiar. I mean, this is a person who I walk in the living room and she's on our TV. Wow. And I hear her voice almost every day. Mm-hmm. And Yay. we've never met. And I, I feel can, like I know her. I, and you, yeah, you had like this, this rapport built up already. Yeah. And then... Um, since we can't travel to Esther, we've decided to bring Esther to the Runcation Nation. Yay! And really what I love about this is that it highlights the cross-training aspect of running. And it provides an amazing tool mm-hmm. for runners oh, yeah. that might be looking for another arrow to put in their training quiver. Yes. And it's just, she spent so much of her time with me via FaceTime. It was great to see her actually live and speak to her because I feel like 
I just, she has supported me in my running journey so much that I, in this interview, I mean, we're going to introduce it in the running segment, but I'm just, I'm a fangirl and I gushed and she that's, that's it, well, it, all there is to it. It turned into You'll have to yeah, forgive me. a little bit of fangirl gushing, but just a conversation, you know, it, it's not like we're, you know, we're not doing hard hitting, you know, news. N- yeah. Interview mm. like we're gonna get to the bottom of this yoga thing. No, no, no. <laughs> What's all this yoga about? You, you. That's what you say on a daily basis. You're like, what is all this yoga about? No, I just I watch and I'm like, there's no way I would end up breaking my neck doing yeah. some of this stuff. So I, you know, and and I Esther teaches you how to do it safely. Yes, for you. Yes, but. Okay. Okay. All right. But you you elect to do yoga. Yes. I elect to do a little more, you know, weightlifting cross training. Sure. So. Cross training is different for everybody. This just gives another avenue to our Runcation Nation and hopefully you can take advantage of it if you need it. And it's worth checking out. Mm. Um I have picked up some of the stretches and and do some of those when we're traveling and especially if I'm being tight because honestly Traveling and sleeping in a strange bed, that's a great Ooh, recipe yeah. for being tight ahead of a race. Mm-hmm. Like lower back, if it's a if it's mattress especially, you're not used to, something like that. Lower back. So, so I yeah. I picked up some of the things that you've you've yeah. shown me that you've learned from Esther. Yeah. So that's going to be a great um, tool for all of you guys. And then that's mm-hmm. just that's the run portion for yeah. today after we update you on our runs. But then mm-hmm. we're going to do a, a culinary flashback. A culinary flashback because when we did travel to Disney. Most recently. You know, we had to rack up some great places that we had never been. And it, it has it had been a hot minute since we explored Animal Kingdom and all its culinary adventures. Yeah, I think that we the last time we had really talked about Animal Kingdom, we were kind of giving a little bit of the behind-the-scenes inside scoop that some of the proto-episodes oh, yeah. of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast mm-hmm. were actually shot and recorded there. Yeah, like at ha- Hammurabi Market, I think it's... I may be Harambe. I'm butchering it, sorry. But, yeah, and he has proto-footage that he has hiding that he may taunt me with it's, or taunt you with no no i'm not taunting it's just in the run eat drink podcast vault i'm taking uh-huh. a page from disney's book okay well and we only open the vault in the maybe vault. once a year oh do we now something like that well okay it works for disney well <clears throat> it's there he holds it over my head he might release it That's unbeknownst important. to me to maybe our patrons i don't know but uh <laughs> Yak and Yeti was our upscale meal, I would say. It was our upscale meal to celebrate our wedding anniversary. And it was some incredibly tasty food and some well-crafted cocktails. Yes, so we are actually doing Yak and Yeti for both the food mm-hmm. and drink portion. And Yay. Um, we've got a really cool insider tip for all the members of the Runcation Nation, oh, yeah. whether or not you make it to Disney, that is related to Yak and Yeti and their parent company, Landry's. You can't wait to share. I can't. It's Anytime a very good tip. We can provide tips and tricks that make things better for the Runcation Nation. If we can make your trip better, if we can save you money, if we can make travel a little less stressful, we love being able to do that. Yeah. And I've got something today that's 
pretty cool. I love it. So, shall we begin? Yes. Let's it commence. <laughs> okay, so let's talk running. Um, I would like to begin this week's running segment with the official Run Eat Drink podcast AccuWindow forecast, which is <laughs> that it was partly cloudy with a 50% chance of rain, a high of, oh my goodness, and a low of why even bother? Because <laughs> you're going to be sweating no matter what here in Florida. And it's, yet yes. again, we yeah. were talking heat and disease of over 100 degrees during training runs like this week. Like 110, 113, just, you so, know. So will ding, we, ding, 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 <clears throat> ding. When I get the bell, that's, yeah. that's our heat segment. When will we ever learn to get up before the sun? I did it today. I know you did it today successfully. I need to do it successfully. So when will I ever learn? I don't know. The next time you have a really long training run is my guess? Uh, Probably, yes, because I'm still on the shorter training runs. And uh, so last week's was just a 5K. And I just, uh, you know, you get it done. And the speed wasn't important. What I collaborated a little bit with Jeff Galloway, who is America's coach and ours. And he says, you know, we're going to catch up on the mileage when your ankle is fully healed. So, And you're getting there. I'm getting there. The swelling's going down. It's just the bruising that hurts a lot right now, to be honest. And it's amazing that you can go this many weeks now yeah. and it's still bruised but bad sprains are like that yeah so so I just did a 5k and then throughout the week I just did short runs and I tried to do actually shorter cadence drills and shorter acceleration gliders to kind of reintroduce them into the training plan mm-hmm. so normally I would do them I would do four six or eight of the cadence drills and, and four, six, or eight of the acceleration gliders. And for those that are joining the podcast kind of, you know, more recently, we are Galloway Run Walk Runners. Yep. And we incorporate his training methods into our training. So you want to give a real quick yeah, explanation yeah. about a, what an acceleration glider is and a so, cadence drill. Yeah. So a, an acceleration glider is, you know, you I, usually I would do it for 30 seconds, but this week I just did it for 15. Okay. Okay. I did each drill for 15 seconds and I did four each. Okay. Okay. So four times 15 of, of cadence drills and four times 15 seconds of uh, acceleration gliders. And cadence drill is just in that 15 seconds, you count the footfalls on one foot, the left or the right, as many and... and So say the first time you might have gotten 20 steps, Mm -hmm. then the next one you want to increase by at least one and so on and so forth. So your goal is to increase and it's supposed to help you work on your running form and make it more efficient. It, it encourages you to increase your turnover as opposed to try to reach out with your legs and, and extend overstride. your stride length. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then the acceleration glider is a good one for anybody who employs the run-walk-run method. And in the 15-second drills that I did this week, the four of them, I would take um, five walking steps Five just slightly faster kind of shuffling or getting into jogging steps. And then five getting up to my running interval pace. 
And then I would just a tiny bit faster, a couple of steps faster, and then glide and decelerate off of that momentum back into a walking segment. So this is teaching you to smoothly transition from your walk Mm -hmm. to your run and back. And it's great for anyone who employs the run, walk, run, because it teaches you, you know, when your watch is going off and counting down to that running segment, maybe you start a little shuffle and then you pick it up and at the height of it, you're going at your race pace and then you decelerate in the last part before your next walking segment. I think it's a great tool, especially when you start getting into races where you're maybe on some uneven terrain, maybe you have a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say rolling hills, but you have some, some hills and teaching you how to do that deceleration Mm. is really nice so that you're not pounding yourself when you're braking. Yeah. I I mentioned this a a few weeks ago when we were kind of explaining this, but you know, that sudden deceleration Mm -hmm. just pounds you after, you know, mile after mile. Yeah. So anyway, that's my long winded training update. I know. Okay. How did your week go? Well, mine was a little bit different. Um, last week uh, is normally my short week. And, and again, uh, seasoned listeners know that I, I work uh, uh, I work shift work and I have a, a short week and a long week. So my short week, I normally work two days. My long week, I work five. Well, mm. last week, because I, I have now embarked on a, a 13-week-long leadership course that <laughs> uh, work is sending me to, I, am, I, I, I had to basically spend two additional days at work and actually one overnighter. So mm, yes. it added additional away time from home. away from home, yes. away from you. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those where I wasn't gone that long, but it was just enough to kind of throw me off a little bit in terms of hours and everything yeah. else. So your normal um, work cadence, you were... Yeah, my, yeah. My, my normal routine was, mm-hmm. was very much disrupted. So, yeah. you know, I had a couple of uh, a couple of easy 5Ks last week for training, um, basically doing slower intervals. I was doing 10.50s, 10 seconds oh. running, 50 seconds walking. Um, yeah. I, I backed it down a little bit again because of the heat. I was also very bad about not getting up on time. So you're sharing in my... I do, well, I totally get it, but okay. you know, again, you know, short week is when I try to, to catch up a little bit on sleep. I am trying to actually force myself to do more sleeping because, again, it's an important part of the training cycle and recovery and moving forward and making progress. It's a huge part, and it also feeds right into this ongoing experimentation that I have with this watch that you got me. As I know. If you've been listening to the show for a few weeks, Amy got me Happy one, anniversary. The, the Garmin Phoenix 6X. It is. It does everything except, you know, um, make phone calls. You it, know. It's, <clears throat> I mean, if it would clean the house, that would be so great. I'm sure there's an app I could download. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I've already figured out how to get Starbucks onto it. So, oh, great. So there's there's got to be an app. But uh, this watch has a feature that's called body battery, and it's evaluating physiological responses of that, that you're giving the watch as it's on your wrist, plus your sleep and the quality of your sleep awesome. to judge how much energy that it thinks you have. Mm-hmm. And I have found that its evaluation of it of its perceived my perceived body battery charge is pretty accurate. Oh. And I've been trying to 
get that into at least the, it, it gives you a rating of, you know, I, I assume zero means you're dead and a hundred means you're not. fully rested. I've been trying to get into the high nineties at least. Wouldn't zero mean you stayed up all night? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that is an end of the scale I'm not trying to find. I hope not, but, but I, I, I'm just confused. But so. I did have a, a night where I didn't <laughs> sleep real well and I woke up and it, it, once I got up and moving and looked at my body battery, it's like, yeah, you didn't sleep well and you're at about a 37 out of 100 for the day. And, I, fe- and I felt every bit of that. So I, I'm consciously using the, the watch's features trying to, to make some adjustments. But I did... Uh, make some other changes that are going to impact my running. And I got up this morning ahead of work because I also had a follow up with my doctor. Yes. And had to get my semi-annual blood work done. Mm-hmm. And I got up at 3 a.m. That's right. 3 a.m. But because I got to bed early last night, my body battery was at 100 when I woke up. Yay for And I you. actually, aside from not really wanting to get up at 3 a.m. Of course. I felt pretty good. <laughs> I mean... I got out and I did. I, I, I did uh, want to do a five k this morning, but I didn't do it as a contiguous five k. I did three one mile segments mm. with some additional right there at the end. Okay. Yeah, and the first one I wanted to. Well, I also had to experiment because, as some people saw on our social media over the last few weeks, I've been growing my beard and had a pretty thick and luscious beard going on. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it it was silver and just, you know, it looked luscious. Absolutely. It was it was just according this, to you. Just this side of a of a brewer's beard, you know, but you know, well cropped and <laughs> yeah. And it's also did, did I mention that we live in Florida? It's hot. And I don't know why I got the wild hair to grow a beard. Ding, 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 ding. But I did. (laughs) And I I started regretting it. And then as I was doing runs, I really regretted it. And uh, I got back from this training over the weekend. And I'm like, this thing's gone. And took the scissors to it and then took the razor to the face. I was shocked. I thought you were going to, like, try and actually fill in a brewer's beard. If it wasn't a million degrees out, I would. I thought you were going to do it. So I... uh, shaved and I got out and I did my did my runs today and I can say with some authority now that I do believe that the lack of wind resistance easily sped me up two to three percent okay so it's kind of like the runny drink podcast shorts yes speeding you up 20 percent about 20 percent faster and you look uh, at least 50% more attractive to members of the opposite sex. So without the and beard, that is, that's the equivalent also for dis- disclaimer. My, that's complete BS for, but, you know, it, it sounds good for my, oh, but I like you. I, I like to see your face. Well, you can now see my face yeah. and I did do, <laughs> I, I did my three one mile segments yeah. and you know, I started out and I, I wanted to, again, it was three. I, by the time I got out after having water, because I couldn't have any coffee this morning. Mm. So I did this run on an empty Ooh. stomach with nothing but water. Um, my my walk segment, it was just, just walking, was 15, 21 pace. That was just to kind of get the blood flowing and get, me, those long legs. get me woken up. You know, my average heart rate was 95 beats a minute with and burned 166 calories just in the first mile. Just and walking. what else happened? 
Second mile, I did a 555, Mm -hmm. and I sped up from 1521 to a 1358 just by running five seconds per minute. Nice. Yeah, and that was, I wasn't killing myself. Nice and easy into it, nice and easy out of it. And then my third segment was a 1050, 10 seconds running, 50 seconds walking, and that was a 13 minute, 32 seconds. So it sped me up about 26 seconds per mile. Do you actively think about any cadence drills or acceleration gliders when you do this? Actually, since I, you know, have done all the cadence drills and acceleration gliders as well, whenever I have my run segment, I count steps. And I make sure that I'm hitting for, if it's a five second, I'm trying to hit eight steps. If it's a 10 second, I'm trying to hit 15 steps. I've just never asked you what you're thinking while you do, or if if that enters your mind when you're out there. There have been times where I've tried and it's to not, a drill day, yeah. not count, and I find it very hard to not count, even if I have just music going. Yeah. It, it, it's easier for me to get a little bit distracted about the counting if I have spoken word podcasts playing. but Podcasts, audiobooks, something like that. But if I'm playing music, music kind of becomes yeah. background noise for me, and I, I default to counting my steps. But I don't count on the walk. I really only count on the run. Yeah, and that's I I find I have to count on the walk or I slow down. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to count all the time. Well, it keeps your mind focused. It, it does. Keep, it keeps you in Jeff would say the front part of your brain and away from the monkey brain the as monkey he brain. would call it which will override you with negative thoughts, tell you to stop, what are you doing, blah blah, just keep the monkey brain away. Exactly. Yes. So, that's our running update, but yes. we have an amazing tool for runners of all skill levels. We do. We do. This is a tool that Amy discovered as we started out running. Uh, well, we started out a decade ago, mm-hmm. and several years ago, you found mm-hmm. at when you were looking for an online yoga resource. Yes, I was, uh, you know... Uh, looking at other running groups and chats and a lot of people add yoga to their cross training for running and they they utilize it to kind of stay loose and limber and I was like well I want to do it but I want to do it in a safe way I am not you know I'm not super skinny I'm not super flexible I'm really you know I have two left feet, for lack of a better term. It's just, I'm not graceful. And so doing yoga in public w- seemed very daunting to me. I can understand that. And so seeing other people adding that to their cross training, I was like, well, can I find something that will target my IT band issues that I'm having and let me try yoga out as a cross training and not feel like an idiot? And I found EckhartYoga.com on YouTube. And they have, and Eckhart Yoga was founded by Esther Eckhart and a couple of other people as well, but it's her namesake. And I found a running playlist on YouTube. And I can't tell you the world of difference it made for me and how. I didn't feel stupid and I felt well supported. And the the great thing about Esther is she will introduce 
a pose in the practice and then she'll say, hey, you know, if you're just starting out, if you're not really, if you're tightened up with running, here's what you can do. If you're more advanced, you may want to go to this level. So, and what I like about it is that she's real about it. She understands real people, all different shapes and sizes can benefit from yoga and it can be used as a tool for cross training and running. It can be used for stress relief, especially if we, as we have seen in the pandemic. And what encouraged me to reach out to her was when the pandemic started, she would do a live yoga practice of 30 minutes every day on YouTube. That's very cool. And we would all be in the chat and it would be part meditation and part yoga for stress relief or flexibility for people who might be working from home and that's something new for them to stay open, flexible, to get some movement, to get some exercise or, or to adapt to a new normal. And I just want everybody to know that there are free ro- resources from EckhartYoga.com out there on YouTube that I link to in the show notes. And it's for beginners, it's for runners, it's for everybody. And so that everybody is clear, this is not a paid sponsorship. No, Um, no. This is totally because of the amazing experience I have had with Eckhart Yoga. And you're a paid subscriber. And because of my experience with YouTube, I am a paid subscriber on EckhartYoga.com. And... It, it has, the service has changed, changed my life, really, wow. for the better. For okay. the better in terms of during this pandemic, the, the meditations that I found are amazing. And I started out just looking for a running resource to help support my running and keep me open and flexible and able to run, like, like Esther says, to run with more fun. So in, in the video that I discovered, so I linked to free resources on YouTube. So don't think this is a, a paid advertisement, but if you find those free resources on YouTube and you want more and you want to be able to filter by, well, I only have 10 minutes and I want a meditation or I only have 10 minutes and I want something for lower back pain. There's something for everyone. And there are multiple instructors, so you can find the style that you like should you choose to join. And there are free trials of all sorts. So I just wanted to connect the Runcation Nation to an amazing resource to showcase it, to have a little bit of a conversation about how yoga can impact life and runners and people who are striving for weight loss, anything. So... I hooked up with Esther, and she gave me close to an hour of her time. With a huge time zone difference. With a huge, with a six-hour time zone difference. And she, she hooked up with me on FaceTime so I could see her face and say thank you for everything she had done for me. And so I will tell you up front that this entire interview, I think I talk way too much. Because I am just, I'm gushing and wanting to extol the virtues of everything that Esther and Eckhart Yoga have brought into my life. So if you're sitting there saying, Amy, get to the point, just remember this is because Amy is a huge believer 
in this. And that's the only stuff that we're going to share with you guys is things that we yeah. genuinely believe in. And, and you, I can tell you as somebody <laughs> who lives with this woman that yoga has really helped her as far as recovery mm-hmm. and stress management. So, yeah. you know, we're not going to get into the metaphysical aspects of, no. of some of some branches of no. yoga. This is purely the the yeah. um, stress reduction, mm-hmm. you know, and meditation, a, a little bit of, you know, yeah, introspection and of course the physical aspects of it. Yes. And I I think that this this service you everybody can find something in the YouTube videos and in the service should you choose to subscribe to Eckhart Yoga, but I just want to say to our listeners that you had to work at the time so you weren't there to rein me in no and in fact i've never met this woman so So. again yet again i feel like i know her i feel like we've met i've i know her voice yeah but not this time so esther maybe next time maybe next time i can't wait to officially meet you but in the meantime without further ado let's get to amy's interviewer conversation with esther eckhart from eckhartyoga.com this week on the show i am joined by a very special guest the founder or one of the founders of eckhartyoga.com esther eckhart welcome to our show esther Thank you. I'm very happy to be here, Amy. And I have to tell you, I I have talked about EckhartYoga.com on social media for uh, so many years because when I first started running, I I just have to tell you, I, I struggled a bit. I was an overweight runner and I, uh, I took up running as a way to lose weight and a way to get fit and um, a way to accomplish goals, you know, doing 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I was having a serious IT band issue. Okay. And so I was Googling around on the internet about uh, yoga programs. And, and to, to be honest, uh, an in person yoga class I was very intimidated by so I said what can I find on the internet and on YouTube I found the Eckhart Yoga channel Mm -hmm. and I found your playlist of several different yoga practices for runners Mm -hmm. and one particularly focusing in on the IT band and it made such a world of difference I was able to keep running and Mm -hmm. I was able to just, uh, it was amazing. And then I subscribed to EckhartYoga.com. Yoga has made it possible for me to enjoy running and to lose 70 pounds. Oh, that's amazing. So I have to first have a very heartfelt thank you. And, uh, you know, I have some sweaty palms because you are a a hero and an inspiration of mine. So Mm. I I just, I I love Eckhart Yoga. What inspired you to become a yoga instructor in the first place, Esther? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a nice question. Well, actually, my mother did. Your uh, mother? She, yeah, oh. she was um, when I was very young. She started to train as a yoga teacher and became a yoga teacher. And especially um, her training, when I, she started doing yoga and doing it regularly, I really saw a different woman. Like she was not oh. the happiest woman and she had a hard life and she just um, became this this happier human being um, mm-hmm. I mean she's always been a good mom but I just saw she she lifted you know as a, as a person and 
um, she became stronger. And I remember as a quite a young child trying to copy her and not being able to. Really? <laughs> I just didn't have to. Stamina, I would fall over the place and I wouldn't oh. be so... Um, yeah, my body wouldn't. So I, I, I admired her and I admired what she did. And um, so I started sort of, you know, joining her for classes. And then when she started to teach yoga and also as well in our house and private clients. And um, I also saw the difference in people coming and going, you know. So for me, that was so inspirational that by the time I was 18, I wanted to do the training. Oh, and so it, you did the training and you became a yoga instructor mm-hmm. and you, in your journey, you saw so much of the world because uh, over on EckhartYoga.com, what I like is that you can learn a little bit about the background and inspiration of the instructors and there, there's a great interview article with mm. you over there and yeah. you, you have learned so much about the practice and, and experienced so much throughout the world. Yeah. And that's had an impact on your your yoga practice and the way you teach yoga? Yes, for sure. Of course, when you travel, like I love traveling and um, I did a lot of it when I was younger. And of course, it opens your mind tremendously to different cultures, different ways of thinking, Mm. people doing different movement practices as well. And um, as a traveler, I was asked to teach by other travelers. I spent a lot of time in Nicaragua and and I I taught um, uh, workers there, like um, people from all over the world that lived in in parts of Nicaragua. And uh, they had, it wasn't easy. So I sort of taught um, yeah, the foreigners in Nicaragua, and I taught some of the people in small villages where, where we did some volunteer work. So I just, it also, for me, and that was only after I had my diploma. So it was the early 20s. I didn't, I wasn't mm. a yoga teacher for a long time. I wasn't ready to teach in a studio yet. Or, oh. Well, I never taught, well, it's just, just not on my mind. But mm-hmm. traveling felt, this felt for me, was a very easy way to... Uh, get a little bit experience teaching and I really enjoyed it and people always loved it and I taught them a bit of meditation and so that's that's how that um, sort of evolved and then by the time I got back and I was a little older I I started to really teach regularly and and officially Um, but it was just so good to actually not do that for a while and Mm -hmm. meet all these different people and all these different bodies even and all these different reasons people needed yoga you know um and and so that that was really i think that was really helpful so i mean we i mean we call our podcast the run eat drink podcast so we it's a travel podcast for runners back of the pack Mm -hmm. runners you know and it sounds like travel has had a major impact on your life where where have been your favorite places to travel and did you did you run there or just or just do yoga or did you do other sorts of things? I have been running, uh, not so much lately because mm-hmm. I had a little bit of a knee thing, but yeah. I'm, I think I'm about to be able to go back to it actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, no, I have been, I, I think back in that days, I think Central America Central was America? really, really caught my heart. Mm. Um, yeah for sure and um i I've, I've been in many different countries mm-hmm. 
there. I mean, I love Mexico, I love Guatemala, Nicaragua. I've lived for a while. I mean, the, the, the Ecuador is absolutely beautiful. Um, mm. So I think really Central America is just, it was just so, so beautiful. Ecuador is actually south, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and I did a bit of running. I, I, uh, I was actually a dive master as well in Honduras for a while. I lived there too. A dive and, master? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. <not>? <laughs> How wonderful. Yeah. And then, I, and then I did a bit of running with that because I had to be very fit even. Oh. So I kind of run uh, to the to the diving school and run back to where I lived. And, oh. and so I... <laughs> now, yeah. I, I was talking a little bit earlier about discovering you through YouTube. Mm -hmm. Is that how you started to put your yoga classes online or how, how yes. did that um evolve yeah no that that evolved exactly like that so i came back with this idea of um i want to get my yoga classes out there and i want a website so because i i was by that time i was living in ireland mm. um uh, and my studio was so small not enough people could join so then i thought i have to put it out there online so more people can join my classes and then mm. someone said well why don't you start with youtube and I said, sure, I did. So my husband <laughs> bought a camera and we started doing that. And um, and that went really well. And this is also the yoga for runners didn't come much after that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so, th so that's how that came about. And by becoming popular on YouTube, it's when I when we decided it was worth investing enough money to put a subscription website out there. So ah. that we could also live off it. <laughs> so of course, well, and yeah. it's so you have a passion for yoga, and you turned it into a career. Yes. And do you? So you said you find a lot of people discover you on YouTube, and yeah. you, the channel and the playlists that are on YouTube that are free and available that I think everybody should check out. There's something there for everyone. You know, I find yeah. you have and you have a, a body of work and you have a great number of teachers. How, uh, how did how did you come to have so many different teachers? Yeah, that was it was in the beginning, it was just me. And then I realized, I mean, that's a bit boring. I mean, I'm no, also some no. people will love me, and some people might not. <laughs> so it's good to uh, have variety, right? Yeah, have variety and also get more, you know, different specializations, and, mm. you know, teachers being good at different stuff. Yeah. So I started just, of course, looking in my network and my friends. And so this is how it happened. You know, I started with one or two people that I knew, Francesca and Andrew. And from there that grew, uh, I moved to Holland and then I met people in Holland. And then oh. I had some international yoga teacher friends. And But it all, there were all people that I handpicked um, mm -hmm. just because I knew them or someone said, you should check those out. Or it just, I followed my intuition a lot. And I think I, yeah, I think I'm very proud of my uh, teacher base. They're, they're, they're amazing teachers. You can like get it. so much variety out of them. Yeah. The, yeah. They, they're all, they all have different classes on YouTube and they all have different styles and different lengths of classes and uh, on EckhartYoga.com. What mm -hmm. led you to put together the, the running playlist that I discovered? Um, of course, we we had a vision and the vision is to sort of expose as many people as possible to yoga because i really 
believe in it. I mean, I've seen it, what I told you, I've seen how it changed my mother. I've also, mm. of course, felt the benefits within myself and mm. a lot of people. So then you start also thinking, how can we reach groups of people? And this is how, um, and I was running myself and, the, and I also realized at that time, what running did to my body actually tight it band i recognize also oh. my calves immediately just my calves lock up so i also um needed yoga myself to balance that so it was a combination of okay i can do something and i understand this a little bit even though it's not my my ex right my, um, um like i'm not super specialized in yoga and running or anything but i do mm-hmm. understand because i've done it and um and, and as well, then I could reach the, the group of people that run and expose them to yoga and help them out a little bit. So that was that, was that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you help out other groups of people too. Like yeah. uh, there's yoga for weight loss. There's also, yeah. uh, there are so many different styles and there are uh, uh, people who are overcoming injury. I mean, when I, like I said, when I first approached yoga, I was, I was, I felt really self-conscious and I don't know if you encounter this a lot and I I felt like, Oh, I can't do it. It's I'm going to be, I'm going to be stupid. I'm going to screw it all up. But what I like about you and your group of instructors is you, you say, okay, here's going to be a pose. Here's what it's good for. Here is if, if you're just getting started or this is your comfort level and flexibility. Yeah. You, this is where you can start. If you're more advanced, this is where you can go. You've got to yeah. find what I really love about you all is that you say it, this is, uh, you've got to do it for your body. And that seems yes. like a philosophy for all of your instructors. Exactly. Our philosophy, and I make sure, even with new instructors, I always say, look, uh, you may have your way of doing it and that's fine. And you may think your way of doing it is the best way, but eventually, and I want everyone to know it, it's function over form, if you like. So it's mm. not about the aesthetics. It's not about this is uh, what we say. Let's take triangle pose, a pose that looks a yeah. certain way. This is the, the the way everybody should look doing triangle pose. It doesn't work like that because that's when people get injured. And it's so you yoga is there for you. You are not there for the yoga. You know. Mm. And this is where, and I'm sure running knows that too. This is where something that you like and can sort of take go away with you where you just want to get better or perform better or do better and and this is where we uh, the philosophy of Eckhart Tolle is we are all different we have different bodies we've mm-hmm. got different bone structures we've got different muscle tightness so we can absolutely not everybody can do the same things and mm. we need to kind of come back to ourselves and ask ourselves the question how does this feel Mm. And, and in answering that question, you kind of know where you want to take that pose and, and what your shape and your your eventual pose looks like. And it's not how your neighbor looks. And um, it's about yeah, what's beneficial for you. Right. And so, yoga is yeah, there to exactly. serve you and it's what's yes. beneficial to you. And you're right when you draw the parallel between running and, and yoga when, when I'm out there, I am, I'm telling you, I'm one of the slowest runners out there. I do it yeah. for fun and for accomplishment exactly. and to stay healthy. And also, exactly. yoga has the, the benefit of stress release. Yeah. And I think yeah. in this time in particular, that yeah. is so important. What led you to start doing the live yoga classes back, uh, I think they started back in... Um, late February or early mm. March, 
uh, during yeah. the pandemic? What, what led you, what inspired you to do that? What inspired me to do that was that I saw around me and I heard around me. I mean, I've got a lot of um, people that follow me that I know quite well that come to my retreats that I've been, I've been their teacher trainer. So I've taught them to be teachers. They, they are really my students and I'm in contact with them. So I got to, to realize how many people were stressed and really got more stressed and were overwhelmed mm. and couldn't handle, I mean, something like a pandemic is one thing and then how it lands in your nervous system is a whole yeah. other things yeah. and it's really it depends on what your nervous system is like and i just realized that the nervous systems of most of my people that i love and that are out there and that are following me are are not the most yeah. relaxed one at the moment so i just went out there in, in the hope that i could be of help and to help them regulate down regulate their their nervous system and their stress and um and I, I loved it. You know, it was such a lovely and sweet community of people that tuned in every day. You were part, you were part of that, huh? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah. I mean, you were doing it, I think, every day at five. Yeah. Anytime I could when I didn't have to work at that time. I was mm -hmm. like 11 o'clock here in Florida. And I think yeah. it was five for you where yeah, you are. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I just, yeah. it was such a sweet mix of 30 minutes where you just have some movement and you de-stress with a meditation, yeah. and um, are, those are still those are still out there on YouTube, aren't they? They're out there. Yeah, yeah. you can just find them. They're 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 called live classes, I believe, and mm -hmm. they're all around that time, and, and they're super helpful. And they're really they're really about again downregulating your nervous system, stress yeah. release, um, mm -hmm. really for everybody. Because I just kept it super simple, so there's no intense. Um, difficult yoga pose because I wanted everybody to be able to tune in right. and some talks about how to deal with stress and how to respond to a situation like that um, yeah. skillfully yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. It, it's it's been a, a tough a, a tough road for a lot of people during yeah. this time what, what year did you start Eckhart Yoga I went on YouTube I think in 2008 and mm -hmm. I think I my website came out in 2011 Okay, because yeah. I think I found you around um, 2012, 2013. I found it, and certainly there are the free resources for people on YouTube. But mm -hmm. Eckhart Yoga, I want to talk about your your website, because I subscribe, and, and I know you have a monthly subscription, and mm -hmm. you have a yearly subscription. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the yearly is a little uh, cheaper, of course, so mm -hmm. that uh, once you know you want to... You want to do Commit. this? It's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a better deal. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm so in love with my own <laughs> my own website. I love it's wonderful. it. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's so much out there. There's so there's a teacher for absolutely everyone. There's a style for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, whatever you need, you can find it. There's a search engine where you can look for style teacher, but also level and time, but also. Uh, do you want it for back pain or for energy? So for, you know, for different subjects and mm -hmm. you can also all find the classes and, yeah. um, and we've got, uh, programs that people can, can sign into that, for example, something that takes two weeks or three weeks to achieve a certain goal mm. or uh, people make their own playlists. So for example, yeah. there's runner playlists out there by runners themselves that done classes and say, Beautiful. okay, these Play, these classes are really good for runners and anybody can find those playlists as well they're open for everyone so it's it's an yeah. amazing resource and it's really 
en meditation, last of meditation. So it's basically, um, and, and, and you, know, you know yourself when you run or when you love something so much, you don't even have to do it that much, you know, to, to get something out of it. So even if you would tune in once or twice a week mm-hmm. or a little bit every day, even 10 minutes or 20 minutes, it would do so much. It does so much for you. It just makes mm-hmm. life so much more easy and fun. If somebody is, and the, I, I just love... If anybody is a member of Eckhart Yoga, they can give a month membership to a friend. Yeah. And then you also have free trial periods that that you do. You were talking about the search. You don't have to know yoga vocabulary. No. You can search by here. I only have 10 minutes. So what can I have 10 minutes? And then what can I do that's uh, something for meditation or what can I do for stress or like you're saying for back pain. Yeah. I, and, and you can also search by instructor when you find a style, like you said, exactly. the diversity of your instructors are terrific. Can I, can I just ask you a question about not necessarily an instructor, but a sidekick? There's a dog. <laughs> that you have that I have seen on some of the yoga programs, both the lives during the, this past few months yeah. and, and also in a couple of the recorded programs up there on Eckhart Yoga. Stippy, yeah. is it? Stippy, yeah, it's my dog. It's your dog. That dog it's is adorable. Dog. I know. Adorable. It's so sweet. <laughs> and I think we had National Puppy Day or National Dog Day, International Dog Day yesterday. So I just want to yeah. tell you, sometimes just seeing your your dog, Stippy, at the beginning when we're getting settled and having a moment before we start the practice, that that's fantastic too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he I, helps to downregulate people's nervous systems as well. Oh, I think that <laughs> that pets really have done that, especially in this time. If yeah. somebody is really intimidated by yoga and really like, you know, I'm going to screw it up, I'm going to hurt myself, mm. I'm going to do where where do you recommend they get started? Well, there is, um, if you go to the website, for example, EckhartYoga.com, and you become a member, you can go to programs, you see programs for beginners. And that is super helpful. So you find a program for beginners, um, and you've got some really starting at the basic, basic, basic. Mm -hmm. And, um, And that's, of course, what you're saying as well. A lot of people don't feel like going to a yoga studio in the in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, but then when you when you've done a few programs maybe with us, you do feel able to go if you would want to. You can still keep doing it at home, but mm. um, but those programs they start really really slow, and we've got level one classes, yeah. um, so you can build it up from there. And then again, it's about spending a tiny little bit of time on the side to find out which instructor suits you, mm-hmm. which style suits you, and then once you found it. Your, your, yeah, you've got your resource for life. Yeah, and then you can save favorite ones, ones that exactly. you want to watch later if you're, oh, that one may be a little bit too long for right now, but I want to do it later on the weekend. And Yes, exactly. I just, yeah. it's... Yeah, you've got playlists, you yeah. can have favorites that you can save so you can find your stuff and yeah, yeah it's great and, and I, um, I also love that you have resources like uh, articles about mm. the uh, about nutrition about the as- the different aspects of yoga and what impact it has on your sleep or um yeah. do you all put those out on a regular basis yeah we have some an article going out every week i think or more and mm-hmm. i just wrote one uh, an article about three three uh, self-care practices for 
for these times, you oh, know, for yeah. certain times, just things like that, just also to support people in mm-hmm. uh, in their journey in life, but also sometimes to give give more specific information around yoga subjects and uh, and, you, and anatomy and yeah yeah. Like, yeah. You, you can follow instructors, follow collections, yeah. follow yeah. playlists. It has so so many benefits. Uh, yeah. What is what is next for Eckhart Yoga? What is next for you? Um, well, I, I'm, um, yeah. Well, I, we're looking at that live thing as well. Like, how can we make that more alive? Going on the website, where mm-hmm. I mean, we we'll keep it as it is, of course, but then also still be able to have times where everybody can tune in at the same time, and you're mm. still able, like, on YouTube to chat with each other. Oh, so yeah. that's something that we're looking at that hopefully will develop. That would work because I think that would be really nice. Um, and as well with, with the whole pandemic, I'm not sure how how life. It, we, sometimes we just that's just what we have to make do with kind yeah. of thing um and of course we keep growing so yes. it's, it's always about how can we find uh that part of the population that needs it and that doesn't yeah. know we're out there yet you're um, you're adding constantly new classes all of you yeah as instructors but you have something special coming up in september is that yes. right so in september we have a 30-day yoga challenge so it's really the month september is on purpose of course for after the holiday so you can get back in tra- on track and oh yeah um, after the summer it, and yes, headed and to the holidays really balanced uh, balanced program where it's not just hardcore yoga i think it's mm-hmm. all 20 minute classes oh. or 30 minute classes 20 to 30 so it's sort of doable and yeah. uh, balanced in the sense uh, some stronger with some less strong with a meditation every week or something restorative and of course you can decide to join the program but not do seven classes a week but three you, you're you've got your own and if you sign up to email list we we give you tips we keep you motivated oh. we remind you um and it's real all the different teachers as well so you really get to un- to, to kind of try everyone and find also the people that work for you. But also mm. if you think you already know, it might be nice to venture out and get it's a good way to discover new ones that you will love. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How can, how can we all find out more about Eckhart Yoga? Yeah. So if you go to the, to the EckhartYoga.com mm-hmm. uh, website, uh, you, you find everything you need. You so find everything. And yeah, you and, can just read about it and get a two week free trial. Right. 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 And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And if you do the program in September, the first three classes are for free as nice. well. So you can really try it out before you sign up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. will tell you, we. Uh, I will link to all the classes you have out there on YouTube, and I will link to EckhartYoga.com. Of course, you're on social media out yeah. there in Facebook yeah. and Instagram and, and yeah. Twitter, I imagine. Yeah. All the things, all the social yeah. things. And I'll, I'll yeah. link to all of that so that our audience can discover, because I think if you're a runner, yoga can be so beneficial if you do it in a way if you just don't think about comparing yourself to somebody else and you do it for you and that is the feeling and the sense that I get from your website from your classes and from your instructors Esther I really I do I get that and so I really wanted to share this resource with everybody all the friends of our show that tune Mm. in and I can't tell you how honored and lucky I feel to have spent this time with you today 
No, <laughs> thank you. Thank you well, so I feel much. You. You're you're very nice. <laughs> thank you so much, and I, I oh. hope that I hope someday you will um, maybe come back, and maybe we can have a, a class for the Runcation Nation yeah, from Eckhart that. Yoga. That would sure. be awesome. And yeah, let's let's do that. And I, I, I just can't thank you enough. And anybody who's out there listening to this week's show, check out EckhartYoga.com because it, it's a resource that has been inspiring to me, been calming and meditative for me. It has been a positive impact on every part of my life. So <laughs> thank you so oh, thank much, you. Esther. <laughs> and I hope, I hope maybe we get to run, eat, and drink together someday. Now, that would be lovely. Yes. Definitely, now, if you ever come to Holland, <laughs> you have to let me know. And oh. come your way, I will. <laughs> oh, please, please. Where, where is a place that you would love to run? Uh, yeah, I love forest. Forest, anything yeah. like, a, like a trail run type deal? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it, what is your favorite meal? If, if we come to Holland... If we come to Holland when we can venture and travel again, what would be um, a must-eat meal there? Ooh. I know that's a tough question that I didn't yeah. give you in advance, so this is kind of like a, a bonus. I'm putting you on the spot, but while, while you're thinking about it, I am going to tell everybody, it, this is the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, so you know I have to ask people where they like to run what they like yeah. to eat in their hometown and what they like well, to drink. So I would like to, I would take you to a place in Amsterdam that's called spirit spirit. And um, it's actually part of an organic health food shop. Oh. And they, so they cook everything organic, everything oh. vegetarian. Oh. And they have a big, um, how do you call it? Uh, buffet. So you can exactly choose what you like and it's all fresh. It's all healthy. It's all uh, vegetarian and it's super, super healthy. So I love, it's functional. I must admit it's not the most romantic place, but I love eating there because you can just, it's just, again, it feeds into Feed uh, what you need. And, yeah, exactly. It's Feed called spirit. <laughs> spirit. Are you so a vegetarian now, Esther? I am a vegetarian. You're a yeah. vegetarian because we eat, my husband and I, we eat vegetarian six days a week. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, very good. And then just one day a week, we'll allow ourselves to indulge. And that's usually well, that's amazing. when we're covering places to for runners who travel to run, eat, and drink. And the one <laughs> final question I have, I have to fill out the run, the eat, and the uh, drink. So what is your favorite beverage? Where would you, where in Holland would you take me to get a great drink? And it can be any kind of drink at all. Yes. Um, so there is this place, um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get a little bit more food in there too. There is this oh, yeah. place in Amsterdam, um, where you get a really good coffee and, uh, or chai tea, yes. and they have the best apple pie of the whole of Amsterdam. So, um, and not a little bit of, so we'll, we'll mix that. So we'll okay. have that coffee or chai tea. Now there's a, apple this pie. place, what is the name of this place? Vinko. Vinko. Which is literally uh, the words for shop, actually. Really? <laughs> Dutch words for shop, yeah. Vinco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a nice place to hang out. It's on a market uh, place in Amsterdam on a, on a square. And <sighs> it's always busy. There's always queues, but it's amazing. It's oh. really lovely. So yeah, I'll take you there. I love that. <laughs> we have a couple of different local places where we are in South Florida that are just doing amazing work in the realm of vegetarian food. 
Oh, cool. So we'll take you there. And I mean, there are some food trucks. I don't know if you have oh, food trucks in Holland. Not so much. Not but so I much. Yeah, but I, yeah, I know about them from traveling, so I'll I, 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 um, have yeah. to go with you. Yeah. We would have <laughs> we would have some awesome, and then we have just some great places to get some coffee here oh, that we've cool. had on the show before, like narrative coffee. So if you ever come our way to South Florida, we will take you to a, a, a great trail type place to run, and then we will take you for some great food truck, vegetarian food, and some awesome coffee at a nice little coffee shop. We Sounds wonderful. We can't thank you enough for coming on the Run, Eat, Drink podcast and sharing your inspiration for putting together yoga for runners and for everybody. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you so much for inviting me. It was lovely to talk to you. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. And you know, at the very end of the uh, interview, Dana, I... I sprung on her, well, close to the end of the interview, I sprung on her, you know, maybe you'll come back and maybe you can do a, a, a live class or, or a pre-recorded practice for just for the Runcation Nation. And she said, let's do it. So I hope that she will come back to the show in the future and we can actually put a, a video episode together for our Runcation Nation, especially for our back-of-the-pack runners, our runners, who whoever listens to the show. And I just can't thank her enough for the conversation and the time and for allowing me to gush so much. Well, I wish I'd have gotten an opportunity to, to meet her. Yeah, I, I, I hear you guys talking, and I've seen her videos, and I really get the impression that what you see is what you get with her. I do. And yeah, yeah. yeah I just, me too. I just love that. In I talking love, with I her. I love people who are really genuine, and mm. she really strikes me as being really genuine. And I want an excuse to go and check out that coffee shop with her. Oh, my goodness. So like if we have to the, take the Runcation Nation you know, overseas when yeah, we can travel when again. When we can travel, we need to go to those two places to that coffee shop she mentioned and then also to that vegetarian kind of buffet i i'm down and of course the, here in the, the place states, with the apple pie i mean come yeah, on yeah i was gonna okay. i was gonna make a joke and say here in the united states that vegetarian buffet we call that a salad bar but i know hey it's, it's more than that no it's so much more <laughs> and you know that having cooked so many awesome vegetarian meals for us again it's a joke come on not a very good one but it's a joke okay yeah he says it's a funny, but we can't thank her enough for the time. Yep. Thank so. you, Esther, and we look forward to having you back on. Yes, all the links are in the show notes to check out all the free resources on YouTube, to check out EckhartYoga.com and the 30-day challenge for September that she is launching the day that we drop this episode, and the first three classes are free. Very cool, so go check that out. Yeah, yeah, so all the links are there. And thank you so much, Esther, for coming on the show. Now, normally when we get to talking about running and we, we go back through our run, by the time we're done, I've worked up an appetite. But it's especially bad tonight because while we're sitting here recording up on the screen, <laughs> I have pulled up our photos from our trip as well as the web page for the Yak and Yeti restaurant at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yes, we were there at the beginning of August because the day that Disney reopened the, the Animal Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom was our wedding anniversary. And we couldn't get away because of work schedules and things like that. So 
we postponed our trip to the beginning of August. And we hadn't been to Animal Kingdom in a long while. It had been quite a while. And there were so many out there in the Runcation Nation and in other podcast groups that we are a part of, other podcasts that we listen to, saying, Yak and Yeti, that is something that you need to check out. It's upscale, it's delicious, it's delightful. So we made a reservation to celebrate our wedding anniversary there, and we're flashing back to the awesome meal we had. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Disney's Animal Kingdom, the areas of the park are, tend to be themed after... Countries? Co- well, continents. Continents? I mean, you have like a, like a, a, a an Asia section, mm-hmm. which is really... when They say Asia, but they're really talking about the base of the Himalayas is what oh, they're talking about. The yes. atmosphere, and that's really where we're talking about the Yak and Yeti, which is... A, in the Asia section of the park, mm-hmm. and the atmosphere is as if it's a restaurant that's in the at the base of Mount Everest in a small town of Anandapur. It, they have like a little backstory that they kind of weave in. Which is on the back of the menu. It's on the menu, it's mm-hmm. on the website, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, it, it, it helps flesh out the... The ambiance, the look, the feel. I mean, the and the restaurant is not too far from Expedition Everest. No, which I is mean, a great which is the coaster. main attraction, and that's the main attraction of Asia. Mm-hmm. It's a great coaster. Yeah, they they do an amazing job with the facade, with mm-hmm. those influences of. Um, you know the, the the Himalayan plateau. You, you get these these influences of Southeast Asia with a little bit of. You know, like because of where it's located on the globe, you kind of get this hodgepodge of spices and flavors and mm-hmm. even architectural influences to some extent yeah. that that they portray in the buildings and that it you just, get in the food. The, the architecture and being inside this restaurant, it doesn't feel like you're in Florida, in Orlando, at Walt Disney World. It feels like you've been transported to another country. It really does. Yeah. And this is one of the more upscale sit-down dining options. And, of course, mm-hmm. right now, due to the pandemic, any of the sit-down restaurants at any of the Disney parks mm. require advance uh, reservations in order to get seated. Which we got. Which we did. And we're so happy that we did. Yeah, we actually made a reservation for this restaurant and didn't even go on the coaster that day. We didn't. We We, were too busy enjoying our meal celebrating our anniversary. So as we're sitting here recording this, we're looking at the website. They've got this really cool swoopy website that's got (sighs) this scrolling photo gallery of their food and... Everything that they post up here is just totally Instagrammable from seared ahi tuna. Um, They've got this amazing uh, bowl of uh, basically uh, the best description I could call it would be a poke bowl, but uh, I believe it's called something else. Deconstructed, it looks like. You know, they've got another seafood dish with scallops and shrimp and, you know, beautiful bright vegetables and over linguine. Looks um, so good. And then, you know, the stuff that we got, which yeah. let's talk about what we got from the Yak and Yeti. Well. We started with an appetizer. We did because who wouldn't, you know? 
We got the pork pot stickers, which are pan seared. I mean, you can get them steamed or you can get them pan seared. We got them pan seared. I love when a restaurant gives you the option Mm. because they give you the opportunity to get it right. And the correct answer when you're presented with steamed or seared is seared. Of course. Naturally. And why is that? Because it's delicious. Because the crust it creates on the outside of a dumpling. You need that little is that little crunch. That crunch with some of the tender parts of the dumpling and then the meatiness inside. Mm-hmm. And it, so it was a pork pot sticker and it came with a soy lime dipping sauce that I'm going to tell you unabashedly that I could drink. Okay. Oh, you mean the sauce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got that that mixture yeah. of of vegetables and the ground pork mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. that's just tender, juicy, oh. plentiful. I mean, it was a well-stuffed. I, I, I didn't feel like we were getting more dumpling than filling. No, I feel like the ratio was perfect. The ratio was spot on. And we've, we've actually had it where it's been off the other way where they overstuffed the dumpling and the dumplings burst. And what are there? There were four of them, right? I believe so. We got four, so two a piece. And I feel like it was just the perfect size to start the meal. Mm-hmm. You know? And the soy lime dipping sauce, it's just the perfect amount of saltiness from the soy and the acidity from the lime. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. A good pot sticker is hard to beat. And, mm. and it was hard not to get those egg rolls, though. True. I I don't really know that there's a bad thing to get, but we we went with we went with those, and I I didn't regret it. No, no. And the pork egg rolls come with a completely different sauce. So I mean, I wouldn't mind going back to Yak and Yeti and just having a tour of their appetizers. Like there's firecracker shrimp, there's the pork egg rolls, and there's the pot stickers. So hello. Yeah, firecracker shrimp. That's like a crispy fried shrimp tossed in a spicy. Asian mayonnaise. Oh yeah. Uh, that there's a dish that's been made popular by a a national chain. Yes, you of, could probably think of it. Yeah. Or Google it. You know, and uh, yeah, the pork egg rolls. Uh, I, I again, I don't think you could go wrong. Uh, no. They yeah. have an ahi tuna nacho, and we almost got this, but it was mm-hmm. their presentation of this reminded us visually. Very much of our friends down in the Keys. Kiki Sandbar. At Kiki Sandbar. Oh. And I said, you know what? I, you know, if we were maybe back-to-back weeks and we could do an A-B comparison. Maybe. I might want to. I mm-hmm. said, but we've already done something like this on the yeah. show. So so we passed on that in, in order to have, because I just, I love dumplings. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, it really is hard mm. to pass up a good mm good dumpling and they, and they do a and, really good one there. and they have some noodle dishes and they have chicken tikka masala they have coconut shrimp they have a roasted half duck yeah the baktapur duck but i chose and and you surprisingly yeah we both chose from the same category actually I, which i didn't expect because i actually thought we might do a couple of appetizers and then maybe share an entree but we both decided to go for an entree yeah, I don't know. I just, I thought, well, it's a celebratory meal, so let's go. Yeah. You know, we were indulging that day, cool. and, you know, I just did it. So I got the Korean beef. Do tell. Which is a wok dish with the choice of jasmine or brown rice. And 
you know, it's a more upscale uh, dish. So it was twenty twenty one ninety nine for the Korean beef, which is wok fried beef, peppers, onions, pineapple, and Korean barbecue sauce. Mm. So the whole entire dish kind of has a red tinge to it. And the vegetables are al dente, I would say. And I don't know if that's an accurate term. Yeah, I think that, I, I think that's an accurate term. To you, give you like the picture. Yeah, to give you the picture, but they weren't, um, they, they had a crunch to them, which gave texture to the dish, and they weren't just limp vegetables. Right. And the jasmine rice was fluffy, topped with black sesame seeds, and the the beef, mm. and the barbecue, it just, it had, it was almost like it was, like, coated in this pillowy fried coating, but... But it wasn't. It was it was the barbecue sauce and it was the meat itself and the sear on the meat. Well, I also think that they probably did a little dusting on that sure. meat with some cornstarch before they, they seared it. But it wasn't like a major... It wasn't like there was air between... No, there's no batter. Ba- yeah, it's not like a batter. Mm-mm. Thank you. So it was just enough to have a little bit of crunch and then... The barbecue sauce and the crunch of the vegetables and just the different texture of the fluffy rice just put together the perfect bite in this dish. It's funny you'd say that. When you let me taste yours, I said this is a very unique, very interesting barbecue sauce. It has uh, flavors of Korean barbecue mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. the, and the, they have the gochujang mm-hmm. uh, sauce in it, but it also was sort of reminiscent of an American barbecue sauce and like an American sweet. It was sweeter, yes. And it was kind of this weird but really delicious, pleasant mixture of the two Yeah, styles. Like, like bringing together two cultures. Yeah. Yes. Loved it. Perfect. What did you have? Tell our listeners because you need to know about this. Okay, number one, I've never seen Amy actually covet a chicken dish in my life. Most of the time it's beef for me. She's a a dyed-in-the-wool beef girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas she went with something that had, you know, a a sautéed, you know, slightly crispy beef, I went with a sautéed, slightly crispy chicken, and I ordered the honey chicken. This is chunks of tempura chicken, fresh vegetables tossed in a honey sauce. So if you've ever Mm. ordered honey chicken Mm. from your favorite Chinese restaurant, Mm. you know, that's kind of what you were getting here, except totally different and kicked up. The... A lot of inexpensive Chinese restaurants will cheat and they will use the dark meat of the chicken. To get the tenderness. To get the tenderness, Mm. the fat content, the flavor. Sure. And then if they're a little overzealous with the frying, it's more forgiving. Mm, True, true. They used huge chunks of white whole breast meat. Oh. And they did a light tempura batter flash fried that 
tossed it in with some vegetables that were sautéed, and the vegetables were sautéed and tossed in that same honey glaze that they put on the chicken. So delicious. Served it with a, a nice helping of, of, you know, jasmine rice on the side. Dusted it with your um, your black sesame seeds. Ooh. Okay. And, okay. you know, this this mixture had onions, carrots, zucchini, and yellow squash. And it was just a hearty, and, and the pieces were cut, you know, medium to large size. So you had these nice, mm. healthy chunks of f- almost al dente, maybe a little softer than al dente mm-hmm. vegetable. I think they were a little softer a when little you let me try softer. it. Yeah. And, but, you know, hearty vegetables perfectly cooked white meat chicken and this great honey glaze that Mm. covered both that just paired so nicely with the fragrant rice so good my dish came in at twenty dollars 99 cents and just in case anybody was wondering the appetizer came in at eleven dollars and 29 cents so again this was a little more upscale a more upscale setting more upscale prices. Mm-hmm. But food quality was absolutely stellar. I just loved how you could create the perfect bite with yours. And that yours had different veggies from mine. It mine did. had like the red pepper and the uh, green pepper and the onion. Yours was almost a pepper steak tossed in yeah. in this barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. But yours also had a little bit of onion and I believe you had some pineapple in yours, mm-hmm. if I'm not yeah. mistaken, yeah. to give you some additional sweetness. Mm-hmm. Mine relied purely oh. on the honey for the sweetness. But I loved the texture of the tempura because but you still got it. It wasn't overly sauced is I, what I'm saying to and you. And I was going to say they didn't over sauce it and cause the tempura batter to get soggy and gross. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they, they hit the nail on the head. Mm. So that was our our culinary adventure in terms of the uh, the entrees, but I have a tip. Let us hear your tip, sir. Well, Yak and Yeti, while it is based at Disney's Animal Kingdom, is not a Disney-owned restaurant. And there are several, like when you think about some of the places at Epcot, some of the places, some of them are just, they're in, they're on the Disney property, but they're not owned by the Disney organization. Correct. And there are a number of restaurants that are there that are owned by the parent company of the Yak and Yeti called Landry's. Mm. Landry's is a restaurant group Mm -hmm. that offers a membership that gets members serious benefits and this is not a paid sponsorship this is something this is a tip that i was led on to by two friends of mine who are dyed in the wool disney fans they're disney fans that make us look like we're not disney fans (laughs) i mean these are people who have hundreds of disney vacation club points they go there all the time landry's restaurant group owns properties such as Bubba Gump Shrimp, mm-hmm. the Boathouse, mm. uh, the Chart House, Del Frisco's. Oh, let's see. I'm just looking through there. Uh, the Hilton Galveston Island Resort, 
Joe's Crab Shack. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pick out their 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 ones that you would know across would the country. Know. Morton's Steakhouse, Rainforest Cafe Rainforest at the Disney property. Cafe, yeah. absolutely. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the T-Rex, which is another one that you can find at Disney as well. And then, of course, Yak and Yeti. And, of course, Yak and Yeti. Well, one of my coworkers, who's this big Disney fan, said, you need to sign up for the, for the Landry Select Club. And I said, why? I, I, why in the world would I do that? And they said, it costs $25 to sign up. Mm-hmm. Go online, do it online. Takes just a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. They, they'll mail you a card, mm-hmm. and immediately credit you back the twenty five dollars mm. that you spent. Okay. And then, as you spend additional money at their restaurants, you get you earn you earn money every time you spend money. Basically, so you get to a certain point where you can get like free dining, free dining, or money you can take off of your bill. But I also think you were telling me. It, it's a great thing in terms of reservations. Well, that's or just not. It. You, if you're a member of the Landry <laughs> Select Club, you don't need to make a reservation. You go in, you show your card, you're mm. next to get seated. And did we see that happening? We did see that happening when, when we, we were, were there. Yeah. Yeah. And we had not yet signed up. And I was like, oh, dang it. Okay. So I, I signed up while we were there. And of course, the process is not instantaneous. If you sign okay. up on your phone outside of the restaurant, you're not going to get emailed your card and be able to apply your benefit right then. So the tip is to apply before your trip. Apply before your trip. Okay. Go ahead and have the card in hand. Make sure that you've got the card. You're all mm-hmm. signed up. It's all good. Mm. You got. We got the $25 back immediately. Mm-hmm. So the next time we go, we have money to apply. Mm. They went ahead and credited us our money towards what we spent while oh, we were there. Oh, that's good, even though we didn't have the card. Even though we didn't have the card. That's good. And on your birthday, you also get an additional reward of $25. Excellent. November will be a fabulous month for us. Right. <laughs> so this was one of those things that uh, that I learned because we, we had not dined there before. We had not really gone to the Landry's family too much of mm-hmm. restaurants. But why not? We have a similar thing that we do for the Hard Rock Cafe. That's true. The Hard Rock Cafe does. Yeah, their backstage pass mm-hmm. is something similar to that. Yep, yep. And again, none of this is paid sponsorship. No. This is things we've stumbled on and a tip that we got from friends. So you may check it out and you may find it useful for you. So we'll link to their website, the LandrySelect.com. It gives you the details of their club. It might be something that interests you if any of these restaurants that are in their restaurant group are something that you frequent. Okay. Um, they also have some other deals on, like right now they're running running deals on trips to or, or vacation stays at the Gold Nugget in Las Vegas, for instance. Nice. Apparently they have an interest there. Okay. So, you know, 10% off of your hotel room, hmm. you know, that type of thing. Okay. Uh, so it might give you an, some options to consider and a way to save some money. But mm. the fact that you make back the money that you spend to join immediately, I think is pretty, pretty amazing if you never yeah. use it again. Mm. So we'll link to that. Check it out. I think you're going to appreciate what uh, yes. it has to offer for you. Can we talk about 
cocktails? Let's talk cocktails because I've worked up a thirst. I'm literally, <laughs> literally, I'm a little parched. And my, uh, we have some podcasting juice here tonight. Oh, we, we are, do. There's going to be a little bit of a longer episode. As yes. We uh, are about to head into our 52nd minute of recording. And that's before we've dropped in our interview with Esther. So that's okay. So this is going to be a long one for your long run. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk cocktails because we also got cocktails there at the Yak and Yeti while we were there. So good. Yes. I know that we need to have more love on the wine side, but the Yak and Yeti cocktail menu really just caught my eye. And I... I wanted to be transported to another land and soak up as much vacation as I possibly could. And one way I did it was to have a South Seas Traveler cocktail. This reminded me of some of those really potent tiki drinks from, like, say... Trader Vic's. Oh, which we love in Atlanta. So oh. that this is kind of what the description of yours reminded me of. So I had the South Seas Traveler, and it, it came in a tall glass, and that's a part of the episode artwork, actually. And it had it is actually a creation of the bartenders. Which I think is great. Yeah. And... It had uh, Meyer's Original Dark Rum, Captain Morgan Spiced Rum, Monin Lychee Syrup, and Citrus Juices. Mm. Yeah, so it was a tall glass full of ice and this cocktail goodness. And it, it was just, I don't, it had a, a, a lighter body. It wasn't overly sweet, but it did have that kind of, kind of a different sweetness from that lychee syrup. Mm-hmm. and that citrus note from the citrus juices. And then, you know, I mean, if you've ever had a Mai Tai and you have indulged in some rum, some some dark rum and some spiced rum, it, w- it just, mm, it had a little bit of that rum flavor that was balanced with, the lychee syrup and the citrus juices and it, it it wasn't overly spicy it was just it looked very much like a long island iced tea yeah the the presentation <laughs> and the color very much so but your description of it reminds me of a tiki drink yeah it's like a tiki drink it's like you're transported into vacation with that drink nice yeah that's pretty high uh high praise yeah so what did you have? Well, you know, again, it was a celebratory meal and yes. we weren't driving. So I decided I was going to make a snap decision. And I, I had, see what you did there. Yeah. And I had the drink called the snap decision. Exactly. Uh, this drink uh, is $13. Oh, mine was 11 if I didn't say that. And this is Yak and Yeti's. Woodford Reserve Bourbon Personal Selection. Now, oh. many of the of the locations on the yum, Disney yum, yum. property often partner with a distillery, and they will do a single barrel selection, or they'll do a, a select blend of bourbon for their location, and that's the only place you can mm-hmm. get their stuff. And we had that once at the yacht. 
yacht club. The, the little bar next to the yachtsman. At the yachtsman, and yes. the, where they had a like a Knob Creek select. They had a Knob Creek select, and mm-hmm. it was part of a bourbon flight. Yeah. Yes. And they did it here with Woodford Reserve. Mm. This drink combines mm. bourbon with apricot brandy, crisp apple Royale infused syrup, and then they top it with Fever Tree brand ginger beer. Now, I had never had the crisp apple Royale syrup. I've never had it either prior to this. I have had several drinks over the years with apricot brandy. Uh-huh. Um, I love the flavor of apricot. Mm-hmm. Brandy does give a certain a, a certain level of sweetness and, mm-hmm. d- and booziness mm-hmm. that is a nice counterbalance to the smokiness and sometimes harshness of bourbon. Oh, yeah. You can get a burning sensation if you're having just bourbon alone sometimes in the back of your throat after you drink. And Woodford is not a weeded bourbon, so that one tends to have a little more rye kick to it. Mm, we tried some of that at... Run the bluegrass. Run the bluegrass. Yeah. Yes. So. And the apple real infused syrup, I mean, that gives you a, an apple, a hint of apple flavor. So you've got that going on with the apricot and then the vanilla of the bourbon. And then you've got this, my favorite brand of ginger beers. Of Fever, course. Fever Tree. Yeah. Fever Tree does basically, you, you can buy it at your local package store. It's not a paid sponsorship it. once again. No, just stuff we found. Yeah. Uh, but their brand <laughs> of ginger beer tends to be very spicy. Yeah. And very strong uh-huh. on the ginger flavor. Yes. So you get these amazing flavors of spicy ginger, sweet apple, apricot, and then this, these smoky vanilla notes in this mm. drink. It was just fantastic. And it was served in, in basically a small... Uh, like I, a I champagne glass. Like a champagne glass, exactly. It would be the, the best way I could describe that. And it wasn't like a flute. It was just... No. It was, yeah. Like traditional champagne mm-hmm. glass. The best yeah. one, if you've ever seen The Great Gatsby, and there's that... that, that the di- meme of the, Leonardo DiCaprio. toasting, it's that kind of glass. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So that's what I had. The drink was fantastic and... Again, normally I'm not one to go for, you know, ten, twelve, thirteen dollar mixed cocktails, but this really, really good. Oh, and I loved yours. I would get it again in a heartbeat. And these two are potent. So I would say you gotta have a designated driver, Uber, Lyft, or if you're staying on property and you can take a bus back exactly. or the Skyliner on Disney property or whatever, as long as somebody else is in charge of your transportation, you can have these. I mean, I I would have multiples of yours. It was incredible, <laughs> I think. But it was a, a small amount of liquid. Mine was like a Long Island, like Long Island iced tea glass tall. So maybe like that, that might be more filling. Yes. You know? Yes. But this, I can see you could have multiples and it could sneak up on you in a heartbeat. Oh, this would absolutely sneak up on so you. So just keep that in mind. And there are other cocktails on the menu that are gin-based, that have uh, tequila, that are, have different varieties of liquor if you're not into bourbon or if you're not into rum, like we had. Right. But their cocktail menu and their food menu at Yak and Yeti is, at Yak and Yeti is just... 
it's worth the reservation. It's worth a special occasion because it's a little bit pricier. And I think that we've given you some good jumping off points. If you're wanting to try a new Mm -hmm. restaurant, if you're wanting to have a nice sit down experience Mm -hmm. and you're wanting for some things that are going to be a little bit adventurous for your palate, but not so adventurous that you're going to be like, what did I just order? Right. It's, it's not like it's a foreign thing that you've never had before, but it's a little bit adventurous, a little bit vacation-y. Mm-hmm. I would go back again. And something tells me we are going to be. Yeah, because I want to try the duck and I want to try Dutch. I just want to try more. <laughs> just let's say. I want to try more cocktails and more dishes. We're going to be linking to their website. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to check them out. Check out their menu. Check out the photos from their website. You're going to, your mouth's going to water and you're going to be ready to make your reservation Mm. uh, the next time you go there. Yes. So next week we are going to be running a virtual 5K that was suggested to us by a member of the Runcation Nation. I believe that I tagged him in his post last week because we got the we got the medals it arrived we got the t-shirts we got the bibs we are ready to run a 5k that celebrates two of our favorite things yes but one of our favorite beverages non-alcoholic beverages mm-hmm. are we going to tell people what it is or are we going to i think we let should, it wait like i mean we got to give them a reason to come back right? that's right so next I week mean, you find out what that favorite beverage is and what this race celebrates yes and you know the member of runcation nation tyler johnson you know you're the man you know what it is are you going to run it with us i don't know let us know <laughs> Anyway, this has been a longer episode, and we cannot thank you enough. And you guys have been so supportive, and there are just so many ways you can support the show. Do us a favor. Share this show on social media with your friends and tag us. Or if you just got a minute, go and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Or you could purchase some red swag, like a bar key or running shorts from runnydrink.net. Or uh, if you click on ways to support the show, it'll take you to purecreativeapparel.com so that you can support the show that way. Or if you love what you hear and you want more of it, you want additional bonus content, you can become a patron of the show. We have multiple patronage levels from $2 to $10 and each have their own special perks. Find out more and support the show by going to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast or for you Podbean users out there, go to patron.podbean.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast or from our main podcast page, just click on the become a patron button at the top of the page. So... That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work around the house, wherever you are. We're so happy you're here. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe, stay well, and we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're run, eat, drink, pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net 
and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.